I'm Sarah Elizabeth Smith, and this is the Theosophia Podcast, a platform for women's voices and theology. If you love and appreciate Theosophia, consider donating to our Patreon campaign by visiting patreon.com slash theosophia. Today, I have a fellow Okie joining me on the podcast, Becky Seville. She's a chemist, a Nazarene, and host of the Twisted Sisters podcast, which highlights women deconstructing culture, theology, and a random stray thought here and there. We chat about the Nazarene tradition, the genesis of Twisted Sisters podcast, and how she experiences the divine. Here's Becky. Becky and I met via Twitter, uh huh, which was awesome. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever met anyone via Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It Woo! Was, first. It was a great first. So, like I said in the intro, Becky is the main host for the Twisted Sisters podcast, mm-hmm. which I found. I don't know how I found it. I feel like I may have just been on the internet. Trolling around trying to find women talking about Christian or theology things. Mm-hmm. And I came across you and I followed you on Twitter and Facebook. And then it said you're from Oklahoma. And then I moved to Oklahoma, which is where I'm from. And I was uh-huh. like, hey, we should hang out. Yeah, you posted something about being in Oklahoma. I'm like, wait, wait, what? You're here? And I'm like, where? Oklahoma City? Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. That's our friendship. Mm hmm was born. It's true. And it has been beautiful. Yeah. So Becky, what I want to do is I want to talk about the Twisted Sisters in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But first, I want people to know who you are cuz that's what I usually do with folks. Sure. So, where are you from? What do you do? What is your work in this world? Mm-hmm. So unlike most of your guests that I've listened to, I'm not a theologian, or at least not trained as one. I do dabble in theology, but um, I grew up in Seattle. First of all, everyone's a theologian. Yeah, this is true. Everyone is a theologian. Be a lowercase theologian, lowercase t. Right. But you're still a theologian. Yes, I'm just. I don't have a degree in 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 anything related to theology. So um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, um, and then we moved to the suburbs of Dallas when I was 13. Um, and then finished out high school there, and then moved up to Oklahoma City for college. Uh, let's see, and I've been here ever since, <laughs> save for one year when I was a volunteer missionary in Kenya. So, um, and that's why you don't have the nice weird accent that I have. Uh, the, this is true. This is why my accent sounds different from Sarah's because I'm not <laughs> from this part of the country originally. Yes, I yeah. have a a mostly. Pacific Northwest with a little little bit of suburban Dallas thrown in. <laughs> um, and I, uh, so my degree is in biology mm-hmm. um, from Southern Nazarene University. And then I um, got a master's degree in business, also from Southern Nazarene University. Um, did that, uh, I think I started that like six years after I graduated from um from college the first time so yeah mm-hmm. and you're currently a chemist right i'm currently a chemist yes an environmental chemist um i test drinking water wastewater and soil um for epa regulations so that's the, important it is it's very important i'm not trying to drink no 
Absolutely. Fish or toilet water. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, or here in Oklahoma, any pesticide yeah. lake water. Um, right. So, yeah. Yep. So, I think you are going to add some awesome insights to theological conversation Yeah. on this pod- podcast. But what is your spiritual religious background? How did you grow up? What do you confess now yeah. or not confess? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, I grew up, so again, like, I, just like I moved around a bit, um, I have a few different streams of, um, of spirituality in my background. So, uh, my mother was a Church of Christ minister's daughter. And mm. so I started out in the Church of Christ, um, until there was a falling out. Uh, my parents had a falling out with the church. And so we went moving around to some other churches, went to a four square church for less than a year and then found the church of the Nazarene. Um, and so I've been in that ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, I'm still a member of the church of the Nazarene, but I'm mostly agnostic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I am much less about a personal being in the sky who is um, described as God and much more as God being described as a, um, as like the force that connects everything and that Mm. keeps everything going. Mm. Um, So I, yeah, I, I would describe myself as an agnostic, but someone who's still find some um, um, some value in the community of a church mm-hmm. but so. you're you're a member of a Nazarene church mm-hmm. in the in the city right yes yeah yeah, yeah. I'm a member of OKC first Nazarene first Nazarene. it's the uh, uh, it's known as that church in uh, the denomination so what? the church yeah so um OKC first is uh, pretty famous in the at least in the American part of the denomination, because um, we are very welcoming of anyone (laughs) and allow anyone to be involved in any of our ministries as long as they have gifting and willingness to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are... uh, The official position of the Church of the Nazarene is not... um, uh, affirming of um, uh, gays and lesbians, trans- transgender people. Um, however, the the church is welcoming, um, and OKC First does as much as it can to be affirming as it's possible in yeah. the denomination. So yeah, well, I had my friend on, and I think you listen to her episode, Keegan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a librarian mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt, and she's in the Nazarene tradition too, mm-hmm. and went to Point Loma. Um, another. Uh, super cool Nazarene school. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost it, went there. For, really? stayed in Washington. That was one of my first yeah, choices. Yeah. What a beautiful place. Yeah. But she, I remember texting her because one of my friends asked me after he listened to the podcast, you know, how do Southern Nazarenes feel about women and LGBT people? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. we didn't even cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it's important for people to know, like, mm-hmm. especially like there's so many different traditions in, mm-hmm. in just our country, like right. to know, which ones are affirming of things that you want to, you know, be affirming of. Absolutely. And the Nazarene church, like you said, and like Keegan told me, isn't 
officially on the books won't ordain LGBT folk. Right. However, she knows LGBT folk who are Nazarene mm-hmm. ministers who mm-hmm. either went under the radar mm-hmm. or just didn't talk about it mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, and I believe like the Methodist church is like this right now. Yeah, the Methodist church is maybe a little bit farther along than yeah. the Nazarene church is. Yeah. Um, but you'll ordain women. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Nazarene church actually has so been, cool. um, has uh, has ordained women from the beginning of mm-hmm. the denomination. So that, that's like, great. The Methodists are like yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. Where, and so Nazarene, so Keegan probably talked about this, but Nazarenes are in the Wesleyan tradition that yeah. the Methodists are as well. Yeah. So we have this issue where we have the big tent theology. And so right. each congregation is going to be on a spectrum of right. conservative to liberal. Yeah. So yeah. it's really hard within the Nazarene denomination, the Methodist denomination to find, to, to know what each congregation is going right. to be like. Because yeah. they're not going to be like each right. other. Right. That's, <laughs> that's like the Episcopal Church, too, mm-hmm. though. Like, nationwide, we're kind of... Uh, we're a lot more, I guess, progressive and liberal mm-hmm. in our church politics. So, like, mm-hmm. we'll ordain LGBT and women and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's up to each bishop to decide for their diocese uh-huh. whether those certain things are okay. Yeah. So you'll get the same amount of diversity within our tradition. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Yeah. um. So, your faith and theology has been a big part of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, what was it that made you want to start the Twisted Sisters? Yeah. Go so, into that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Thinking back now. So, um, almost two years ago, I got followed on Twitter by uh, a podcast um, called The Inglorious Pastors. Right. Um, and I started listening to them, became a Patreon supporter of theirs, and mm-hmm. um, then became part of their um, private Facebook group. Um, trucking along, uh, just living my life. And then um, November um, 8th, 2016 happened. Um, that was the um, our most recent election where Donald Trump was elected president of the U.S. And the next morning, waking up in uh, days um, from that, I uh, I posted in the pub, which is that Facebook group, that we needed more women's voices in the public arena. Yeah. And um, it would be cool to have a, a, a podcast of women talking about theology, the church, um, society, and the things that affect women and minorities in the church and society. And um, Michael, one of the guys in the um, in the Inglorious Pastors, with, within that same day, I think, if not that day, the next day, messaged me and said, okay, so this is what we're going to do for you. We're going to record you. We're going to produce you. We're going to host you on our, our feed, um, not charge you. And it's uh, like, we only ask like this and this to like minor things like do hashtags and um, talk about what you're drinking or something. Like that. I don't remember what the two were, but anyway, and um, and he's like, everything else is up to you. I'm like, uh, I had no words. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And so the first two women also in the pub who said they would like to do that were my two co-hosts, Callie and Amanda. Um, and literally, we had known each other, like, in that Facebook group, had never met each other face-to-face um, for a month or two, mm-hmm. maybe, depending on when each of us got in there. Mm-hmm. 
our first like 10, 20 episodes are literally us meeting each other. Wow. Um, and it was amazing. And they're some of my best friends now. Yeah. Um, and I have met both of them in person now. <laughs> <laughs> they have not met each other in person yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it was just a, a realization that there are a lot of white dudes on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the pastors. They're my brothers, but we needed more women. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's what your podcast really resonated with me. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I was searching for. Yeah. Cause I've been listening to podcasts for, I don't know, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And I've been an avid listener of trip fullers and the mm-hmm. homebrew Christianity. Who's Trip's a, great. A also white dude though. Yeah. Right? A yeah. Of both of ours, but yeah. And his was the only, like, real rote theology mm-hmm. podcast, you know, several years ago. And now, I mean, shoot, it's exploded. There's a ton of theology podcasts. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed in continuing to listen to, and research, there wasn't any just women mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Now we do. We've got right. um, one of my favorites, um, besides Twisted Sisters, mm-hmm. is the two feminists annotating the Bible. They're, oh. they're great. They're mm-hmm. two scholars that just talk about the biblical text, different Mm -hmm. things. Um, and there's all sorts of different new ones coming Uh, out. Like there's, have you heard truth's table? It's three black women talking theology. See, there's another black women one. Uh Um, I'm going to pull these up and then there's, um, uh, faith disrupted. It's three women out of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Four collared girls. Four collared girls. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and that little picture is of a a black woman with lipstick and a collar on. Oh, man. So they're... Yeah. So I, I need to start... <laughs> I know. I, I haven't listened to one yet because I'm so freaking overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, we were just talking about that, how there's so many there's podcasts so out many there podcasts. Yeah. Tommy Marshall, our friend who's mm-hmm. also in Oklahoma... She has one called Backsliding, a Preacher's Daughters podcast. She's a great interviewer. Super great gal. Um, what's another female? Queervotion. I just found this one. Uh, what's this one about? I want to give all these people a shout out because I've been talking to people on um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. But this one's like queer women's voices and religion so i'm like awesome or like queer people of color or something yeah and so i was like hell yeah i'm subscribing to that um so anyways yeah there's some pretty cool podcasts out there so i wanted to obviously start mine for the reasons i've already talked about but mm-hmm. um yeah i think getting on you on here even though you're not a professional theologian you still yeah are a great thinker and mm-hmm. conversationalist and social critic and doing theological work. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, don't discount yourself for not being a theologian. That's, Definitely are. That's why I've been practicing for the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So bringing it back to you, why, why do you still care about the church? Why do you yeah. go? Why mm-hmm. do you support the Nazarene church? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so if we talk about the Nazarene church itself, um, I still like its theology because, um, it's a Wesleyan Arminian theology. And so it's, 
about prevenient grace. It's about the grace that goes before us so that there's grace already there for us when we get to where we need grace. Mm -hmm. So, which we all will get to a place where we need grace. Um, And it's, I mean, a a different, for a different reason for each person. But um, the idea that, um, that grace has already been extended by whatever you say is God, um, by, by Christ, um, it's there already for you. Um, and you don't, you don't have to do anything to earn it. It's, it's there. Um, and, um, I also like the openness of the, um, the, like I said, the big tent theology where there's, there are a few things that are just like, Christian, and then everything else, like, who cares how the end times happen? We don't, we don't know. Like there's, there really is no way for us to know. Mm-hmm. So why are, why would we get involved in arguing about what you should believe right. about the end times? Um, or, well, and then also the Nazarene church has always been about education and about, um, and, and not like, education so that um you can be like not like christian education but christian education too but um like literally science education and um believing that um that the natural world is something that we can study and mm-hmm. and learn about in its own right mm-hmm. not it does not have to be through the lens of scripture. However, they do, um, like they both give us a picture of, of reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are not, um, dependent on each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I really like that being a scientist that I am getting, um, one of the best science degrees in the state of Oklahoma from a Nazarene university. It is Mm -hmm. a well-respected science degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's because they're like, no, this is, this is what science, like what we've learned through doing good science. Um, and this is, I mean, this is what we can support through scientific principles. And then beyond that, like your faith is going to be your faith and go for that, whatever mm-hmm. too, but it's not in competition. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But when we talk about like the church as a whole, um, I am very, I'm still very excited about uh, like church of the everyday, people being involved in each other's lives and having community um, and yeah. it not having to be within the bounds of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally connect better with smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whereas I, I love the people at OKC first, the in the big worship service, I don't connect well mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, I connect well in my Sunday school class of like 20 yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and I can be involved in their lives, but I, it like being involved in the lives of 600 people sitting in the sanctuary is just not Mm-mm. a thing for me. So I'm, um, also really loving a, um, a group that meets at my house um, once a week too. Well, it's about say, ten of us, ten fifteen group of us. Is definitely church for you. It absolutely yeah. is, and I am very fun. much involved in um, their lives and, yeah. and mine. So yeah, uh-huh. um, so that's 
anymore. That's church to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you were talking about the Nazarene church and science and we both just recently went to, um, a really cool panel discussion. Mm-hmm. Was it the Southern Nazarene University put on? No, it was OKC First. It was OKC mm-hmm. First. It was your church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put on mm-hmm. this panel, which they do, what is it, like four times a year? They do it um, They do it twice a year. So that one, so it's called the Two Windows Project. Yeah, to talk about that. Huh? That's yeah. so cool. Um, I'll talk as much as I know, because yeah. I'm not on the planning committee for it. But um, so um, they're just saying that there are two windows to look on the onto the world. So one is through faith and one is through science. And it's not that, and so we need to look through both to get a full picture. Yeah. And so, um, OKC first got a grant a few years ago to do panel discussions related to that. And so we've done, um, let's see, did, um, an interfaith panel. Um, we, we done, um, I, a panel about origins and evolution. Um, and then the one that you're speaking of that we did recently was um, about um, human sexuality um, and um, uh, like LGBTQIA issues. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, um, so. It was so well done. It was so good, it right? It was fantastic. The, the panel had a um, a. A, a child psychologist, right? From the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and a, um, like a surgeon, um, a... A surgeon who deals with... Who deals with... Like, kids who are born with... With inter, like intersex, intersex conditions. conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, uh, an intersex individual. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, a gay author. Um, and... I feel like there might have been one more, and then oh, um, uh, was was Doctor Beck Richard Beck? He, yeah, he was there too, wasn't he? He said, um, maybe. Uh, anyway, um, and then it was like the head of your Nazarene. He yeah, and then yeah. a um a theologian from, from Trevecca. The, uh-huh, he's the president of Trevecca and um, Eastern, I think. Nazarene University. So he's the president of two universities. Mm. Um, he's also a, an ordained elder in the Church of Nazarene and yeah. a, a well-known um, theologian in the Nazarene Church. Yeah. Also the author of a book um, that talks about um, human sexuality. Um, well, that's one of the things in there. It t- His book is about discussing hot, but- hot button topics mm. um, in a charitable way. So oh. in a in a civil way. Yeah. Um, and so, um, human sexuality is one of the topics that mm. he talks about in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I like my Nazarene friends. Yes. <laughs> the Nazarene seem to be doing uh-huh. pretty cool things. Yeah. Um, well, another theological question I like to ask people is I know you're, you're, you're identifying as, as agnostic. Mm-hmm. So take this question where you want to. Sure. But how do you encounter the divine mm-hmm. and how do you understand Sophia? And mm-hmm. does that either of those two things mm-hmm. do you experience in any way? Yeah. Yeah. And so like I still encounter the divine. It's, it's for me, it maybe being describing myself as, as an agnostic is rejecting the, 
um, the ideas of a like a physical or even spiritual being as God that we, okay. that I seem to grow up with. So yeah, I um, I can see I can see that. But I it's more like I feel like like God literally with us, like in us, through us, everywhere. I'm so that. instead of being like um people say like, well you don't think God is involved. I'm like, well, I don't think there's a being that is involved, but I would say that God as I understand it is even more involved because is literally everywhere. Like even it in and yeah. through everything. That, that's um, how I would articulate it. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I experience the divine in personal interactions with other people, mm. um, in nature. I love oh, nature. Yeah. I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a runner. I love yeah. running outside. <laughs> yeah. I can run on a treadmill, but it's just not the same. Oh, no. like you have to experience the wind yes. and hear the birds and smell the grass and all of that. Um, nature has always been a big thing for me and yeah. it's been a something that that fills my heart and soul mm-hmm. um and i i really like and i think one of your guests that i listened to recently is one of yours or someone else i don't know one of these the theology podcasts i listened to i was talking about it was it was your it was uh, about quantum entanglement Keegan. Yes. Yes. Keegan, that's what it Your was. Nazarene yeah. sister. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Like I started um being obsessed with quantum entanglement a while ago. And mm-hmm. um just the idea that we can be so connected with one another or with so I mean on a quantum scale it's like two particles that are connected and so and they're not anywhere near each other mm. but one starts spinning and the other one does too because yeah. they have a there's just this connection to them that you can't describe but it just is there That's and so, so cool. like just like that quantum entanglement is mm. is like the divine mm. to me so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's really kind of heady and nerdy stuff but yeah that's it's, I just love it yeah so how about Sophia have you ever thought about her uh, well I mean when we talked with you <laughs> <laughs> um you know I there's a lot of wisdom in women that mm. that I don't know gets uh taken advantage of enough like in a good way, like, right, 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 not like <laughs> like abused, but right, um, right, right. But uh, listen to and learn from. Um, I think most people understand that, like just underneath the surface, they like they know that their mother has wisdom, sure. Even if they're in a um, a faith system or something that doesn't allow them to be led by a woman, mm-hmm. they still realize that their mother is someone who they can go to and they can get good advice from. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think we're missing out when we don't let women um, share and women lead because there is just this, this innate wisdom, but also unassuming. So it's like, it's not, it doesn't need to be, how am I thinking? It doesn't 
it, it's there and it continues on. It's not. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the lead, like a the typical masculine energy. Sure. It's like I have to like push through, and right. um, the feminine energy to me seems to be just like this force that just keeps going, steady. just keeps it's going, steady. steady. It's yeah, reliable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's so. cool. Well, the last question I had for you was on this section is what, what theologicals are you most passionate about right now? Mm-hmm. And what, or what things are you guys talking on your podcast mm-hmm. that you're really amped up about? Yeah. Um, so on our podcast, we talk about, um, issues related to women and minorities. Um, so let's see the things that I'm really amped up about now, um, is women's health care. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, um, bodily autonomy, um, and then also, um, equality, um, for, for women and for minorities, like just, um, egalitarianism, Mm -hmm. um, throughout our culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, um, there was another podcast that I was listening to that had a guest on who was talking about how egalitarianism, like, most of the things he said I liked, and then he started talking about how, well, egalitarianism doesn't, um, isn't good for a society in that, like, if you, if everyone is equal, um, in your society, and then another society comes along, and they have, they only allow their best, and then they come and attack you, and you're, like, you're not as strong as them, like, but, as, as someone, in this this person was a, a humanist, um, and so didn't have the, no longer, um, was thinking like Christ would think. And so I still have a Christ follower, um, in me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was thinking, but that, but should that matter? Like, does, are we competing against other societies? Like it, how another society is doing what they're doing should that color how we're doing what we're doing? So, mm-hmm. like, all that to say, I'm still all in for equality <laughs> and egalitarianism. <laughs> I think that's what, I think that's what Jesus was telling us that we're only as good as how we treat our the least of these. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get into this more in the next part. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, mm-hmm. egalitarianism just means there's more people that are going to be in the military mm. to go beat the shit out of other countries right could be more people but also not as strong of a military too even if you do have more people anyway we'll we'll get into that (laughs) well yeah well thank you for sharing all that becky i appreciate it Thanks again to Becky for joining us this week. Your voice is so important in the world. And as your friend, I'm so proud of you for taking the initiative and finding a way to get more women's voices in the public. Next week, Becky and I talk about guns and violence. Twisted sister style. We have a ton of fun. Y'all can find Becky at Twisted Sisters on Twitter. And you can also find the Twisted Sisters podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week, y'all. Peace.